The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, Bethlehem of Judea. But thus it has been written to the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and asserted from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My uncle always parks at the furthest point of the lot so that when he gets out of the car he can scan the ground of the parking lot to find any loose change. And sometimes when he finds something really big like a quarter, he gets really excited. And it's been known that people in restaurants would look out the window to see what all the commotion was about. Anyway, my uncle and my father were working on the choir lot preparing the platform for the tracker organ that we have now. And they're pulling up some boards, and my uncle found a bunch of change under the board. And so he got really excited. My father, who knows the routine, turned to him and said, you're not going to take money from the church, are you? My uncle said, no, no, I wouldn't do that. So I was bringing them up tools and material, and when I returned with some more tools and my uncle gave me the money and I says what is this? He says well I found it and I know how much he likes finding money. I says no no you keep it and so he was pretty happy and I always wanted to know 
why he got so excited about finding change. And I talked about this with my father because it's, it's almost humorous to see him get so excited. Until one day I was at his house and he pulled out two big glass jars full of change and paper money. I said, where did you get all this? And he says, I found it over the years. I just collect it. So I asked him, I said, what are you going to do with it all? He says, when I die, it'll go to my daughter. And that's why I know why he gets so excited. Because it's not for him. He's building up this treasure all of these years for his pride and his love. Daughter. Notice that the Magi travel from the east from a long way to give homage to their their Christ. But they don't come empty-handed. They come and do homage with a treasure. Gold. Because Christ is their king. Frankincense because Christ is their God, and myrrh, which is used in burial, because Christ will be their Savior. They bring a treasure. Should that not be with us, that we come to do homage and worship the Lord? Should we not come with a treasure? Where do you get a treasure? Well, a lot of us don't win the lottery, So the only one way of getting a treasure is by saving over a long period of time. Little pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters, little things, putting them together and saving it over a period of time. Not spending it on ourselves, but saving it. A long time ago, when I used to drink coffee, I went into the takeout to get some coffee for my brother and myself, so I was standing in line, and there was a woman in front of me with some kids. So the woman turned to one of the, the, the little boy and says, what do you want for breakfast? And the boy says, I don't know. What do they have? So the mother said, well, they have donuts. What kind? So she names all the donuts. They have chocolate, and they have plain, and they have jelly, etc. And then they said, oh, what else do they have? Well, they have fruit cup. Well, anyway, the kid ended up with, with wanting a bagel with cream cheese. Then she turns to the daughter and says, what would you like for breakfast? I don't know, what do they have? Well, I can't tell you what the daughter ended up getting because I didn't stand around that long. I took off. I didn't have the patience. It wasn't worth it. My mother was diagnosed with lupus. She lost her appetite. She wouldn't eat anything. But she liked mocha fraps. It was cool, it was smooth, it went down easy. And she really enjoyed those. So every time I went to visit my mother in the nursing home, I always went and I bought her a mocha frap. So one afternoon, I went into a friendly's to, to get the frap, and I went to the takeout. And it must have been uh, school vacation week because it was you know, the whole area was filled with kids. And so the friendly's lady said to one of the kids, "What would you like for, for an ice cream?" She said, "I don't know. What do they have?" Now I was standing near the door. And patrons would come in and look in at open the door and look in and see all the kids, and they would all take off. But me, I didn't. I stood my ground, and I waited till every kid was served. Finally, it was my turn, and the friendly ice cream lady says to me, I'm so sorry, 
took you so long to, to, you know, to, to me to serve you, but what would you like to have? I says, I'd like to have a mocha frap. She said, that's it? You waited here all that time for a mocha frap? And I said to her, it's not for me. Now, I think the faith lesson today, this epiphany, when Christ reveals himself, the first thing we want to do is we want to worship. But don't come empty. Bring him a treasure. And we're going to get this treasure. It's going to be saving over a long period of time. Little things. You might say it's not even worth bending over and picking up a penny. It's not worth waiting a long time for a cup of coffee. But it is if it's not for you. And every day we can scan the day like my uncle will. And there's many little opportunities every day to collect sacrifices and little services for one another, and it all collects. So when we come to the Lord, we bring a treasure that we're proud of. Because each one of these acts is not for us. It's for our King, our God, and our Savior.